What's up, everybody? This is Montreal Nelson, and you're listening to Family Affair Sports Talk, presented by Apple Wolf Sports. Affair Sports Talk Podcast. I, as always, am your host, Addison H., with my co-host, Montrell Nelson. Trell, what it do? What's up, Addison? How you doing, brother? Let's go. And I'm doing good. As you all know, we are all in the house. Uh, we got the, the Rona outside, and sports has stopped, which means it's the perfect time to start off back with our sports podcast. So, Trell, what you looking? What you looking like in in your sports life right now? Uh, it's a drought. I mean, doesn't have basketball, doesn't have football. The XFL was going at the time, but now that has no chance of coming back. Like none. Uh, hockey stopped. Baseball was supposed to start. Co- Matter of fact, playoff Kawhi was supposed to be back last <laughs> Saturday. So. I'm just as, like, more upset about that than anything. Well, for what? What? what so, is, is that what you miss the most uh, uh, right now? Absolutely. Absolutely, because there was a lot of talk going into this year about who's going to win the championship. It's wide open. Uh, Kawhi versus LeBron. So, you know, now, especially with all this stuff going on now, it definitely uh, heightens it now to a sense because now you really don't know – if we want to even have a season again. So, hey, man, 2020 has been crazy. But, yes, that is what I miss the most, seeing right. if, if, if that were to happen. Yeah, I know um, the thing that I miss the most and that I – because um, for anybody that knows me, y'all know that during this time, I am 100% locked in on the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we'd be – Starting to like right around now, we'd probably be around like the second round, or maybe even like game six or seven in the first round, man. And I miss that because in the NBA playoffs, I don't even really start getting into it until maybe the second round when all of the you know the, the low seeded teams are out. Uh, but the NHL playoffs, man, those are great from the jump. So I'm I'm kind of missing that right now. But the thing that we're not gonna miss um is tomorrow's NFL draft. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the NFL draft is tomorrow and they're going to be doing it over Zoom. And let, let's not stop. Let's hold on, which is awesome, by the way. <laughs> that that, that is, awesome. is kind of cool. But you know what I'm one of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing? Like I'm looking forward to seeing like maybe somebody's wife in the background. Like, you know, they, they have one of those offices that kind of look into the kitchen and you see somebody's wife making dinner or... This, this, I want to see if somebody's this, wife... This, is, that, uh, this won't age well. 
This won't age well. We're going to keep it going. <laughs> hey, I want to see if somebody's wife is like the tech genius of the family, and so they the one running the draft while the, while the actual head coach, like Dave Gettleman or somebody, no, he's no, just in that, the back just on like a notebook or something while his wife is actually running the draft. Yeah, that, that would be funny, you know. <laughs> I could see that. You know, some of these guys have a chance to uh, make new uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? They, they have a chance to make new – Headlines, <laughs> yeah, draft, if they can be good in this draft, like the Giants, like the Jaguars. If they can make great picks from home, maybe this could be something of the future. You never know. Uh, I, I like it, man. I think it's nah, pretty cool. You know I why I don't think this will ever like why I don't think this will ever be something for the future because you can't sell tickets to virtual drafts, like you <laughs> like, but you, you can, but you can, but you can. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You get, like, if they put it like, okay, everyone gets uh, access to their own club, like, behind the scenes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, hey. Oh, yeah. I, I, teams are never – I don't think they'll ever agree to that. Right. Like, because because they make the draft night a, a, a special occasion. I mean, I think yeah. – no, like, say, like, like, imagine Bill Belichick being like, oh, yeah, the fans can come right on in and see how we work everything. No. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see no. what you're saying. It would be crazy. <laughs> crazy. It's just a scratch. It would be crazy. But the no. NFL will have a lot of uh, headlines tomorrow. Hopefully Let's one see. of them is Bill Belichick hacking everybody's system. I want to see it. I want – oh, man, I want Bill Belichick to lean into this uh, cheating persona. Like, I want to see – like Bill Belichick hacks the uh, hacks the Jets and make them pick somebody that has like a six round draft pick in the or a six round draft grade in the first round. Like that's the no, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. think we'll see that. I think we're gonna see that. I think <laughs> I we're gonna see the genius though. Happened. Well, yeah, I want to see. So, um, one of the big things in this draft is this is a pretty deep quarterback draft. Everybody believes that Joe Burrow is gonna go first. Um. What quarterback are you looking forward to seeing go in the first Ooh. round? Edison, I'm glad you asked me that. I swear, I really do believe that that is the most underrated question that I've been asked all week. Like, I've been looking at Burrow. Like, of course, he's a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. He led a great offensive team to the uh, championship. He had a great young coach, offensive head coach, offensive um, coordinator. But watching a, a, a guy that I watched closely in a bowl game, Justin Herbert is the real deal to me. I am uh, set on – of course, you, we didn't, it was no draft. I don't know how he looked. I don't know what his numbers were. I don't know none of these things. All I'm going off of is a bowl game that he played against Wisconsin. And I'm going off of who I believe is most ready and who, of course, I want to keep on continuing to see. Justin Herbert, yes, that is the guy out of Oregon. Man, I'm talking about skills throwing the ball, skills running the ball. Uh, has great upside to me. Uh, can, can, can look down the field, throw off a, a cornerback, or look off a cornerback, uh, can look off safeties. I mean, I think he has all the mechanics to be great. He got uh, – he sort of reminds me of a Cam Newton with more of a arm. So, like I said, I'm more excited to see him. Uh, Tua, uh, I'm a little down about him. 
I truly okay. don't think the ankle is where it needs to be. And again, he's going to play NFL ready caliber players. Mm-hmm. And NFL players ain't, and, ain't no Vanderbilt in the NFL. Yeah, so to answer your question, he's just there, but uh, I'm just a little afraid for Tua right now. I really am. Okay, and I'm actually on the same on the same wavelength as far as Tua goes. I'm not that sold on Herbert either. Yeah. But the thing about Tua that I've always kind of been skeptical of when you're surrounded by all of that talent. Like, you, yeah, Alabama might have had this past year four guys that'll be first round picks. I know, James absolutely, Potter absolutely. Thing. And I mean, but you had Judy and Ruggs. And so, when all of these dudes are wide open all the time, like, I always wonder exactly how good is Tua actually. Um, and also, as far as the uh, whole hip injury goes, I mean, if if the doctors say he's he'll be good to go, I, I'm inclined to believe the doctors, but I just don't understand. Like I've never been able to really properly evaluate quarterbacks on teams with all of that talent because the margin for error is so much bigger, and yeah. all you have to do is hit an open receiver. So absolutely, that's, that's kind of why. Um, and also, one of that's kind of my question mark for Joe Burrow as well. Um, Joe Burrow seemed to work a lot well in the pocket, and his decision-making seemed to be um, really, really fast, which is what you really want out of an NFL quarterback, somebody who can make quick decisions and make them uh, – and, you know, make good ones. And so Joe Burrow seemed to be there. Um, so I think, you know, he'll probably be the best quarterback in this draft. But the one guy that I'm really, really interested in seeing is Jordan Love. Um, he's one of those quarterbacks from, you know, schools that nobody's ever seen play, kind of like how Josh Allen was. Remember um, Joe Flacco came out of Delaware and everybody said all of this about Joe Flacco and how he was going to turn out to be, even though none of us have ever watched a Delaware game in our life. Absolutely. Uh, I've never watched a Utah State game in my life, so I've only kind of seen highlights of Jordan Love, but he looks like, He looks, he looks different. I'll say that. Because even when Josh Allen was at Wyoming or Idaho or wherever Josh Allen was, he never looked, he never looked like he belonged somewhere else to me. But Jordan Love, he, I'm looking at him on his, like on his Utah State highlights, it's like this guy, he jumps off of the screen. So I'm excited to see exactly where he, uh, where he winds up and if he can uh, sneak sneak in the first round, maybe toward the latest. And another thing about Jordan Love, I mean, like you said, he was on a Utah State team that finished 6-6, six and six, I believe, and mostly because of what he was able to to do at the quarterback position for those yep. guys. So, I mean, hey, he will be a great uh, pick two years in, three years in. To me, he has a lot of growing to do, but he definitely is a high – high pick in this draft, I believe. I truly believe he will be a high pick. People, and I'm not talking about a top 20. I think if the Patriots, <laughs> but I think they'll trade, oh. trade up. I think they'll try to trade up, but the Patriots. Now, that, now that, would be, that, that would be something. That's kind of something I want to watch, and which is also um, something that 
um, I wanted to get to and ask you, what do you want to see in this draft? Well, this is a new, you know, a new draft. So really what I want to see is just first, because again, I don't know how much looking or scouting I should say that these teams and these people have done with the ample amount of time we had since the coronavirus uh, quarantine. So with this, I don't, I mean, I don't know what more they can go off of Addison. I'm just looking for a quarterbacks to get picked. I want to say seven or yeah, I'm pretty sure it's seven. I know 10 wide receivers might go before the first tight end. Uh, this is going to be a good draft. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I know. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really good really linebackers. I, I, I'm telling you, like, it's going to be a good draft. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I don't even know what I'm looking forward to because I really don't know what to look forward to. Yeah, and that, can, and that is something. Like, this draft is going to be very, very unpredictable, which is, you know, I which is something that I love. Like, I, I've started to kind of root, like, and stuff like this, I root more for the story than mm-hmm. actually anything happening. And one of the stories that I root for, I want to see what happens if the Kansas City Chiefs trade up to get Henry Ruggs. Because then you'll have Henry Ruggs, Nicole Hardman, and Tyreek Hill on the same offense. And it's like kind of what the Golden State Warriors did, where we're going to double down on what we do the best and we're going to become like almost a cheat code. And when you have might have three of the fastest dudes in the league on the same offense, I want to see what it looks like. I want to see exactly how unstoppable the Kansas City Chiefs can get, specifically since my team won't have to play them for another three years. So- oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, but the thing about that is, one – the league is getting – I mean, they get enough uh, looking in to, to be able to fix things that happened in the past. And when I say that, I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. Now, yes, he is great. Now, he is, he is going to be an all-time great. He will probably go down as one of the top three, four, depending on how many Super Bowls. Basically, only depending on how many Super Bowls he get, you mm-hmm. hear me? Like that—that—that'll be about it. But I—I be, I do believe the league will catch up. Um, of course, you can't catch up to his arm speed, um, arm strength, and how he throws the balls. The, the or many ways he throws the ball. I just believe with this amount of time, the defense—I mean, new—the teams will definitely catch up. They seen them make it all the way to the Super Bowl. They were down in the Super Bowl also. Let's not forget about that. They do have the least amount of money to <laughs> – let's definitely not forget about that. They mm-hmm. have the least amount of money to play with out of any NFL team in the uh, league. I just – and, of course, they got to play Patrick Mahomes probably the end of this year going into next year. So, I just don't know. I just not think, again – it, it, it kind of brings me back to the Green Bay days. Like, I heard uh, Papinga, he told uh, Colin Cowherd that Thompson and Murphy told him, like, hey, we got Aaron Rodgers for these years. 
we, we just need to surround them with weapons. And that's sort of like what, what they're doing with this team. Because you see, the only upside is they got Chris Jones on a rookie contract. I'm pretty sure now he's on the franchise tag. They got D. Clark, not D. Clark, uh, Frank Clark from mm-hmm. a trade from from uh, the Seattle Seahawks, which benefited them. Don't get me wrong, definitely benefited them. But really, that's their only big name now. And they have Tyron, so he'll be there. But they gave up a lot of people in the back end mm-hmm. this, in free agency as well. So, again, I just don't know. Again, they got Kelsey, of course. The offense will be looking good. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Just think, you have one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Those three wide receivers, well, it could really be four. Four wide receivers, and you can go with uh, tight end and no wide receivers. You have Sammy Watkins. Like, you're going to have a great wide receiver not on the field most plays. Like, mm-hmm. in in everybody that you have on your team. Like, you have three – like, just think, three dudes. You have Hill, you have Ruggs, and you have Hardman on the outside. You have to double two of those guys. Then you have Damian Williams in the backfield really fast guy who can run between the tackles. And then you have Travis Kelsey just able to work with free range over the middle because nobody oh, – no, Absolutely. That it is, will be a great offense. It will. That team would be a matchup nightmare, and you couldn't keep up with them. It'd be like watching – it, it's like watching the, uh, the TSU relays. Just It's on grass in the middle of Kansas. Like that – or I'm sorry – Kansas City, Missouri. Don't want to don't want to look like Trump there. Um, but that that is a, I mean that's like the offense straight out of my dreams. Because you know I grew up. Uh, you know, you, a lot of you guys know I grew up rooting for the greatest show on turf Rams, and and that's, that's my favorite team of all yeah. time. And the thing that set them apart was they were so much faster than everybody else, and you just couldn't keep up. And the Chiefs can be just like that, except even faster than the greatest show on turf Rams were. And I that 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 is my football fantasy. I want to see it happen. And that, that's why I was saying that I, I figured you wanted to get back to <laughs> the old days with the Rams and how fast they moved down the field with Ooh. spreading that offense around like that. I mean, yeah, I mean the Chiefs, like I said, the Chiefs, they're empowered by one of the best head coaches. He has a great mind. They'll know what to do. But I just think it'll be some teams because people want to get faster every year. That's that's the name of the game. You're mm-hmm. seeing fullbacks come back. You're seeing two running backs come back because people want to get faster. Yeah. This will be a completely different league by next year, especially now that 17 like, – that's another thing we have to get into. This the seven, the seven, the end of the playoff thing, and, and another all the division stuff like that. But that's what this draft will be about: getting players who who you can take down the long stretch because now it's longer. Now yeah. more more teams can get in. You got to get depth. This is probably the first time, Addison, I've heard a couple of teams trying to trade down these high picks. <laughs> so so yeah, that's, that's even exciting. <laughs> These teams want multiple picks. They don't. They don't care about the high picks this year. They know what's at stake. You have two extra teams in the playoff. 
You only get a, a two seeds that get a number of one a home field advantage. Oh man, oh man. Yeah. So what do you what do you want your team to do in the draft? In the words of Brian Gutenkust, we want to be as uh, as aggressive as we possibly can, and that's all I want them to do: be as aggressive as you possibly can. Now, does that mean you take the best available, or do you take the best available at the position you deem best? Or most need. I don't know. I just want him to be aggressive. I know Aaron Rodgers need weapons. I know they want to get some more pass rushers or some DBs. We got Kevin King coming up for a contract. I don't know. I just want them to be aggressive. We was in the NFC Championship game last year. Mm. I I felt we only had one receiver. I mean, I guess y'all y'all were there. Like y'all's uniforms were there, but yeah, like, were we, y'all we, there? Because it didn't look like y'all showed up. Hey, thirteen and three, we were there. Thirteen and three, we were uh, there. Whew, and, yeah, I mean, uh, and we only had one. Well, well, I tell you what, you're right, Addison. We only had one receiver playing that day. His name was Devontae Adams. Now, hopefully, next year when we line up, we'll have three. <laughs> and we did. We did get Devin Funches. So, I, I like I said, the big Michigan target, guy, Michigan man. I love that. So. I'm just excited, man. I'm excited. I think we'll be aggressive. And I know what you're looking for. No, what am I looking for? Hope. Oh, That's man, all. I don't have that. They beat That's that all. out. Matt Patricia has beat all the hope out of me. Um, I don't actually know what I want. Um, at first, I wanted to trade down um, for, less, for, uh, for, for more picks from the uh, number three spot. Um, and that, and recently, that's what I heard, that, that y'all are one of the teams that are trying to trade back. Yeah, and, but recently I've heard a bunch of people that I trust say Jeff uh, Jeffrey Okuda is the truth at corner. And, you know, for me, like, you could have a high first-round corner and you can, you know, you can grab you a Champ Bailey or a Charles Woodson or you can, you know, grab D. Milliner or DJ Hayden. So I'm, so I'm always kind of, um, kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop on Lions high draft picks because you know, we've had we are the team that drafted Joey Harrington and Charles Rogers and mm-hmm. Eric Ebron and Lakin Tomlinson with high first round picks. So I don't. I don't want to be that. I mean, I just maybe we should trade down and at least you you see you see there's no hope in my voice cuz I yeah, don't it's okay, Matt, bro. It's I don't okay. trust Matt Patricia as far as I can throw him and I don't think anybody can throw that man very very far. So he ain't he ain't working Jerry Cross. So you do. <laughs> Jerry Cross drafted a championship team. Jerry Cross made those Bulls teams. Jerry Cross. He just wanted to break it up a little too early. (laughs) So all that before that, it it, it gets Trump. It gets Trump. (laughs) All right. So it seems like we're going to be changing uh, changing gears to this Michael Jordan documentary, um, One Last Dance. It is a uh, a 10-part series on ESPN. Um, It Mm -hmm. airs 
Saturdays at Sundays. I'm sorry, Sundays at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern. Um, we it's gonna be two episodes uh, per night or per Sunday. So the first two really, really good, even though it didn't really give us much that we didn't know. It just went to the background of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and mm-hmm. Jerry Krause and the dynamics that kind of went on that were at play between them. What were your thoughts on the first two episodes of that documentary? Well, whew, I mean, the first episode, you know, I, I, I would say I was born in 93, you know, I was seven, 2000. So that'll be probably, we want to say his clothes out, you know, just his closing time where you knew it was almost like, even though he came back or so, or work was coming back, you knew that was it for the old MJ. But mm-hmm. I didn't get to really see him play. So in this documentary, I got to see glimpses of some, of some games and things. And, uh, you know, his time at North Carolina, because that, that, I was telling a friend of mine that that really stuck out to me on what his his basketball career would be like to me, Addison. Like your first I'm not saying your first game, but you're as a freshman. And we know nobody know about you. You've you've been uh, cut from a, a I think another uh, college or something or a team. And you come in and you you make a game-winning shot against Georgetown, and they had a, a, a another Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame player on their team mm-hmm. as a freshman. As a freshman, that's like that. That's what stuck out to me in that first episode because that let me know, oh, it's on, oh, it's on. It's not even his spotlight right now. Oh, it's on. So. Just that that in that episode that stuck out to me because that let me know he was going to take off. I I mean just I thought his future was bright. If I didn't know him, seeing this footage from that mm-hmm. shot, I would think his future was going to be bright because that just told me, man, he he he's that big. Like to just step into a shot like that, like with no hesitation, no, like exact like. <laughs> As a freshman, that, that's when I knew, like, oh, man, if I didn't know Michael Jordan, who was Michael Jordan, he he for the tell out. So just going into that and just the relationship he had with his college coach, uh, I, I, wanna, I don't know his first name. I know his last name. Dean Smith. Yeah, oh, that's his first name. Okay. Yeah, man. That, that to me, stood out as well. Just a, a, a trustworthy guy, especially back in these times. Just to tell you, hey man, leave. You you you're good. You're about to be a top three pick, bro. Which is something crazy because college coaches never do that. Exactly. Because they want you to stay as long as they can possibly keep you. And Dean Smith was like, nah, I there's nothing more left for you here. And I like, think that's 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 real. That's that is real. real. And, and um, I think one of the uh one of the big things about Jordan 
um, for me has always been like you. I never got to see prime Michael Jordan. Absolutely, like, absolutely. But Michael, I remember like by the time I was old enough to have recollection in basketball, Mike was you know he he had been retired and he was about to come back with the Wizards. So the only Jordan I can remember is Wizards Michael Jordan. Yeah, even even still, I can remember still being in awe of Michael Jordan. So. The thing that I think I, I enjoy the most about this documentary is how it just, like, it can show, like, people who have no really, no, um, no, no connection point with Michael Jordan other than shoes and, you yeah. know, NBA 2K. It can show them exactly, like, exactly what he meant to people. Because I know for me, Michael Jordan, like, growing up, I'm sure it was the same way for you. Michael Jordan, even he wasn't even really a human being as much as he was a concept for greatness. Like for Absolutely. me, Michael Jordan, like he was, it was, he wasn't like a, he wasn't a person. He wasn't a mortal. He was like, you could say that Michael Jordan flew to the moon and played a round of golf before he dropped 40. You could have told me that when I was four and, nothing would have sounded out of place. I'd have thought that was a real story because that's what, like, like I mean, normal people can't fly to the moon and play golf before they drop 40, but Michael Jordan can because he's Michael Jordan. And I think that that's the thing that I think people who weren't around in that, in that uh, time can understand is we thought Mike could do literally anything. Like, there was literally nothing that Michael Jordan could not have done. And just the fact that we get to see him be great and still be human is something that I'm really looking forward to doing over this next month. Because I like those first two episodes were amazing. And we finally get to see um, in this next episode, we get to see my guys, the bad boys Pistons. I can't wait to see Michael Jordan talk about how much he hates Bill Lambeer. That is the thing I can't wait for. And, 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 well, of course, I, I can't wait for that either because I did, had to do some research and found out they had to play those guys back to back to back to back. <laughs> yeah. So that'll make you hate anybody. <laughs> like, like, even if they're not, they not playing you dirty, playing somebody for four straight years in the playoffs will make you hate them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And especially if you lose – a four of them. Yeah, they, they lost, I think, the first they, – they lost three years, and then they won the mm -hmm. fourth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, back to uh, what you were saying. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. I think this uh, documentary will be great. Uh, I felt like the aura around – and I, when I say aura, I mean what you just said, just what he meant to the people, like – Man, this dude, he could do no wrong. And you get to see him finally, in a, in a sense, not basketball-wise, just as a person do wrong. Not in the mm. sense of he did something to hurt or harm someone, but what we think that comes with a great player, he didn't show those things, which I'm okay with because – greatness tends to take you out of character sometimes because greatness ain't for everyone. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, yeah. And he needed and he wanted these players who were definitely less talented, definitely less athletic, 
just, bruh, those were the Browns. And I, like, in that first episode, <laughs> those were the Browns without MJ. Yeah. Somebody floated around the, the team picture that they couldn't get together before MJ got there. Like, just what he brought to that team in that first episode. Yeah. And then in the se- second episode, oh, man. Just, just, like, of course, they showed the, the two Celtics games. I have two takeaways from that. Of course, 49, that, that, that's a lot. That's a lot. No threes, too, man. That is a lot. That is, I don't get, like, you cannot take that away. It's 63 <laughs> with no threes. With no threes. And another thing, too. Another thing, too. This another thing, too. The texture of the Jordans back then. Like, the, the soul of them on that hard floor in Boston. Yeah, oh, that, that, that doesn't look oh, very, very comfortable. Oh, my. I, <laughs> I, like, I own, I own um, two pairs of Jordan 1s, and I'm not – the last thing I'm going to do in those shoes is play basketball. It, it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, bro. That just t- it just takes me away like what he did in those games, man, just to see some, some footage. That is crazy. That is crazy. And I think one of the uh, one of the uh, big things, like as, as far as those that sixty three point game, when Mike said uh, when 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 he was um, when they said he was golfing with Danny Ainge before the game, and he said, "Tell Dennis Johnson I got something for him tonight." Like that is amazing to me because he says, "I got something for him tonight." When he scored forty nine last night, like what was that? Like the like yeah. the fact that like Michael scoring forty nine, and he was in in that like he was like okay, I didn't do enough, so I'm gonna try to talk and tell you that I'm going to do a lot more than I did yesterday. Like that is that is just absolutely just unreal to me, and that a guy can just like just decide that okay. I'm going to score 63. Now, this well, 63 wasn't enough because he lost, but, you but, know. But, 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 but that brings me to another thing. That's why he was missing that putt in that scene because <laughs> he was thinking. Nah, see, don't do that. Don't do that. What he wanted to do. Yes, this man, like you just said, 49. Bro, he, he knew that Danny Ainge would tell this man that. Like, he knew it. Because, because let, let's get this out of the way. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care who gets offended. Back then, by far, was the most competitive. Uh, then way more competitive than it is in the, in, in the NBA right now. Or in the past, what's the 2020? Hmm. Past five years, put it like that. It's right. way more, way more competitive. I'm talking. These guys wanted to win championships, and that's where I think people get lost in in today's game, where you just want to be friends. And I'm saying these guys weren't friends or not, but I'm talking about on the court. Man, he knew he was going to tell it. He told he, hey man, tell your man's. Hey, I'm about to drop him. Now, did he? Does that mean he was going to win? That didn't. He, he no. That did not mean that. But to get hey, 
him. I, we had 49 and we lost. I got enough. To, I was trying to get this. I, I know what I got to do to see if we can win. And I think they lost by two or three, four in overtime. So, and Michael Jordan was going crazy, man. I'm happy we got footage of this, man. I'm, I disagree is, on the more competitive part. Because oh. for, 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 for one, the reason that we have super teams is because it's all about championships. Like, that's the reason. Like, that's the reason why guys were every year in the NBA is an arms race. Because if it wasn't about championships, dudes would be fine. Just, you know, playing by themselves and just, you know, like, just like, okay, I'm going to just get my numbers and I'm going to just drop some points on somebody. But the reason that all of this, the reason that all of this has evolved into what it was is because dudes now realize that None of what you do, well, I don't, I'm not even going to say realize, but dudes know that you're not going to get any love for anything unless at the end it comes with a championship. People don't care I about the regular season anymore. I agree with that. About championships, I think that definitely, NBA, it holds weight. <laughs> about to say, like, it holds weight. Like, like, just think about this for a second. LeBron has won three NBA titles. LeBron has probably the greatest NBA finals that any individual player ever had in 2016 when he led his team down from a deficit that had never been come back from before to beat the greatest team of all time. And we view LeBron as a failure because he hasn't won enough. Just think about that. Any other sport, we are calling LeBron, he is the greatest player that, well, I'll say he's the greatest player I've ever seen, and I never got to see anybody really before 2000, 2001. But basketball is the only sport where we'll view LeBron as a failure because he's, he's lost more times in the finals than he's won. I would agree. Even though every team except one has been a lot better than his team. So I like I, so I don't think I don't think we can blame we can blame players for being less competitive when as it, it is a fact now that you need more to win than you ever had before. I would agree with you, but Eli Manning did be the eighteen and 0 team that they lost to that same year. Like they lost to them that same year. Yeah, but Eli Manning year. ain't in nobody's goat discussion because he's terrible half the time. I, I do understand that, but and, and another thing is about that, yes, LeBron did beat the Warriors, but again, it was a game in which you could say it was a giveaway. I mean, they, the Warriors didn't have, like, like these are the things, and I'm not taking that away from LeBron. I'm just saying. You kind of are. are. That there are asterisks to, to – th- there, there can be asterisks to uh, to these players' uh, biggest achievements. Like there is, like the Warriors. That there are asterisks by all two. I think three of their championships. Yeah, there are asterisks. There are asterisks. There, there are asterisks there. There are asterisks to KD championships. Like there are asterisks there. That's why these guys don't get the credit. And the only reason I think Jordan gets the credit 
is because, again, I, I go back to Ch what Chauncey Biller said, and I know you love Chauncey. This is what he said out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. Hall of Famers were not eating when Michael played. Okay. He, they were not. If he played a full 82, you ain't getting no Jimmy Choose. So, so I, I, have, I, have, I have one question about that. What team did Michael Jordan ever play in the finals that was better than his team? Well, in the as a matter of fact, I, let, let's do a little thought exercise. If we were to take away the best player on any, like on both sides of Michael Jordan's team, like if we take away Michael Jordan and take away the best player of the other team in any NBA finals, what roster is better? Because I guarantee you six times is going to be Michael. You said take away Michael? Yeah, take away, take, take, away, take away Michael. And for the first championship, take away Magic Johnson. And remember, no James Worthy in this because James Worthy was hurt. So well, we take I mean, away – Carl Malone got the second most points in NBA history. Okay, so we take away Carl Malone from those Utah Jazz teams and we take away Michael from those Bulls teams. It's basically John Stockton, uh, Jeff Hornacek, Brian Russell. Like, I mean, come on, man. John Stockton no. is a Hall of Famer, no. but like, you're telling and me they're better than the team. And the Trump plays the team. You take away Clyde Drexler. Take away Clyde Drexler. Then who else is left on those Trailblazers teams? Who they had on the Trailblazers team? Exactly. They had like Cliff Robinson. I and they was a good team, man. They they and I think they had a better record because I know the Jazz team was a better record. They had the, they had home court advantage in that series. Yeah, I mean, but like as we've seen, what exactly does home court advantage mean? Like you know, the Lakers didn't have home court advantage for a lot of their championships. We're not gonna fix our mouth to say that any team was better than them. For uh, I'm talking about the early. I'm talking about the Kobe Bryant Lakers with the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. Like I oh, mean, no. In those era, back early, man, you had to run plays, man, running game. Like the triangle offense, like you see, that, that stuff do not work now. Yeah. Man, that's, <laughs> that stuff and, don't work. Like, that and, stuff that's, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying at, at, the, at the heart of all of this. It is so much harder to win now than it was back then. Because, like, at this point, like, and everybody in the NBA is like, if you're an NBA basketball player, you are really good at basketball. It don't matter what era you played in, but it, the talent pool is so much deeper now. Like you have to ball just to be on a team. I, I and, agree about that. I agree about that. Like, I mean, and, and there aren't guys like a Charles Oakley where he's only there to throw elbows, get six fouls and to intimidate people. Like there's no room for Charles Oakley on the roster now because you know what happened to Charles Oakley? Oakley was on the roster now. They post up whatever they uh, – this is what they do. They pick and roll, get Oakley on a switch, and Oakley can't keep up with whoever has the ball. He can get his six fouls, then he can be out the game, and you don't even got to worry about him no more. So, like, it's so, it's so much harder to win in the NBA nowadays, and everything is so much more complicated than just give the ball to the best player and let the best player go to work. Like, it, it's so – you have to have all five guys involved now. Because otherwise, you don't have a chance, as LeBron has figured out, when he had to play the Warriors with Matthew Dellavedova as his second best player. So, well, that's because some people got hurt. Exactly. Right? 
But, but, but guess what? When people bring up LeBron losing in the finals six times or eight times or however many times LeBron's lost in the finals, they don't talk about, well, you know, this time he had Delhi and Kyrie injured. Like, no, that's – people say LeBron's lost. They don't tell – they don't say how, they don't say why. But they just say he lost. Well, that's and, because if you – if you I, I feel if – again, if you put yourself out there as the, the greatest and that's what you want people to believe you in, of course – your standard of expectancy, what they expect of you goes up. What they critique you as goes up. And, and this is my, and this is the point that I always try to make. And I hate, I hate this damn argument. I didn't even want to get into this, but we're here now. So the it's thing fa- that I always say, you say the standard goes up. Well, guess what? We never held anybody to that standard. We don't hold Jordan to that standard. Like, cause tell me like, Tell me any time Jordan played a team in the finals that was better than his team and Jordan had to make, like, a super, like, supreme comeback. Tell me a time where all of Jordan's okay. best players got hurt and he competed. I'll, I'll answer that question, and I'll raise you one. Tell me any time where his team wasn't better than him and they lost. And that's the one thing that I'll say. If you want to hold LeBron responsible for anything, then that Dallas Mavericks. Oh, that's series, bro. I'd say like that, like that, like that's like that's that is. I'll say that is the Trump card. That that, that is that it is has the Trump to card. Be. It has to be. <laughs> that is the Trump card, and this is and this is and this is the only point that I'll make. If that's the argument that you want to make, I'll say that I can't tell you that you're wrong. But this is where I become – this is where the discussion to me becomes a little bit more abstract in the fact that uh, LeBron had really three – two or three bad games in that series. I think it was two, but it might have been three. And I'll say that two games, any two games, is not – like that's not enough for me to not say that he's the greatest player that I've ever seen. Oh no, no, it, it and that and that's where I'm about to say those are not like, just regular games; they're finals games. Yeah, but I like I said, like you can have two, you can have two bad games anywhere, anytime, like where your shots just not fall. And so that and that's where I that, and that's kind of where I say like two games, it's not enough for me. Like I for me to like when LeBron is the best player that I've ever seen. Great note. I didn't say he's the greatest player of all time because I don't know that he's the greatest player of all time. He's just the greatest player I've ever seen. No, I, I agree. Like two games, two games isn't like two games isn't enough for me to like for that to just change my entire opinion. And I think that it's doing a little too much to say that our entire opinion of LeBron changes based off of count them two games. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I would just say. He he he's one of the greatest. Uh, he's had a lot of uh, opportunities. Definitely, I think he's going on 2003, 18 years. This will be his 18th year next year. Uh, of course, like you said, he's been through bad teams, bad. You know, just just like uh, all the greats. You know, so well. For unfortunately, some of the greats. Like if you're really that good. Like you, you would get a chance to be on a team where they got players already. But man, man, I just say, man, 
you you've been there. I mean, I, I don't hold them to nothing. I just look at finals and because of war. I, like you say, all that stuff, man. It's it's so it's so watered down now because everyone goes by different, you know, criteria. Like mm-hmm. it, it's different. It's different. I don't know what makes who the greatest. That's what I would say. All right. I don't know who makes what makes who the greatest. But well, what I will say, we were we were almost a year away from the Spurs versus Chicago. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I would have loved to see that. See, I, I would have wanted to see the Lakers against the Bulls, the Kobe and Shaq. Because ah oh, man, Jordan against number eight Kobe for seven games. Yeah, yeah that's true. something that I because you know Jordan would have wanted to kill Kobe and Kobe mm-hmm, not backing absolutely. down from anybody like that's what I would have wanted to see oh my goodness after um uh, after the um well I guess because assuming that the uh that they were still together the uh Blazers wouldn't have had Scotty so maybe mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the Blazers that the Lakers had to go through but just man oh man I would have wanted to see that but yeah. as we go from one goat to another possible goat in a different sport, um, for everybody knows um, by now that um, yesterday, um, Rob Gronkowski got traded or came out of retirement first and then got traded to his old buddy Tom Brady uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So now the mm-hmm. Buccaneers have a very, very, very scary offense. Very. Yeah. Oh man, they have they now have Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, OJ Howard, and Cameron Brait. That is a um just as a receiving core. That is wild talent. Like, absolute wild talent. I don't know how you're going to match up with those guys in the goal line situation because that yeah. is – whoo, that is – You don't have to. You just rush. You just blitz Tom Brady. The offensive line is mediocre. They will struggle next year. They I'll say this. Year. If you blitz Tom Brady, you better get to him in a heartbeat because the thing – like, Tom Brady's biggest strength has always been if you blitz him – I know exactly where I'm going with the ball before the before it's even snapped, and mm-hmm. you. So you gonna have to soup. You gonna have to come with a super disguise, or you're just gonna have to hope that Tom Brady freezes up. Because mm-hmm. if you blitz him, Tom Brady will just eat you alive. And if you like, imagine like you just hit like you blitz Tom Brady, and he hits Chris Godwin on the slant, and now one of the fastest guys in the league suddenly has all this area, and nobody in front of him because you blitz everybody like that is that offense is going to be scary i agree i agree I, and i don't want to take nothing away from it. i think they have the pieces i think just just imagining those receivers with that tight end i mean who I, I i don't know I, I i'm excited i i have questions about their defense uh uh, it's a young defense. It's going to be uh, centered around a very young linebacker out of LSU, I believe. So we will see. This will be fun. 
Yeah, I don't so, believe. And, and again, they're in a hell of a division too. As let's not, yeah, yeah, that South is gonna be a monster this year. That South is gonna be a monster. Like we have to also think about that. Like the, I think Drew Brees is like do we get Drew Brees versus Tom Brady twice to really see to really get a, a hey. Then you got Teddy Bridgewater. Then you have at Matt Ryan. Like this is gonna be a fun, fun year. This is gonna be a fun year. Oh, I'm yeah. excited. I am 100% into this. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. This is going to be one of – this is like assuming we have a season, which is kind of a big assumption to go on right about now. Mm -hmm. This is going to be one of the most fun years that we've ever – that we've ever really seen in the league. And it's – oh, my goodness. Because we have so many teams. Now we have that seventh playoff spot. Exactly. So the and fight for the number one seed is going to be even fiercer because it's probably going to – unless some team just pulls away and has some unreal season, it's going to go down to the last week. We have um, an extra playoff spot, so more team could be in the hunt. Um, well, it's not going to be exciting for me because I root for the Lions, so we're probably going to be out of it by, you know. See, see, uh, I came with but, you. But for the rest of y'all, y'all are going to have fun. And we get to see what the uh, – Oh, this is something that I, I wanted to bring up, too, but we never talked about. Bill O'Brien and these new-look Texans. That is something that I think I'm one of the few people that's excited to see, but we can talk about that at another day. This is just going to be a really, really fun football season. You know, no, assuming we it have It really is. It really is. I mean, not and, – and, and, again, this is so different in itself because of – all the stuff, and I try not to think about it, like all the stuff that's going on in the nations, in the United States right now, in the in the world, like this has set up to be one of the the best halves of sports, and some of sports ain't even started. Like they're really talking about bringing back sporting events for Christmas, starting the season on Chris, like in December. Like that's what I'm thinking about. Like that's just it's amazing to me. So, whew, I'm thinking about the Packers. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about we got to play the Colts. I I'm just excited, man. I just want to hope that we know what we're doing. <laughs> really? Well, I'm about to say that's not a big that's not a really big hope for you. That's a really big hope for me because my team has never known what it's doing. In the time we did know what we were doing, we fired the coach after he won mm-hmm. at the winning percentage in team history. So, you know, it's, it, it'd be like that sometimes. But um, that's probably going to wrap it up for us. You got anything you want to say to the people before we sign off, Trail? I do. I, I do. I want you guys to definitely check out the draft tomorrow. Um, again, this is something new. I'm excited. Like, I truly am excited. This is going to be – uh, experience for us all because we're in a, in a time of new experiences, especially with IG live stories and <laughs> all these other things going on. I just think it's going to be fun. All right. Um, I'd like to say, guys, check us out on Twitter at Alpha Wolf Sports. Check us out on Facebook at Alpha Wolf Sports. Check us out at Alpha Wolf Sports at alphawolfsports.blogspot.com. Um Stay safe. Um, yes. this, is a, this is a crazy time. This, um, like, 
as I said, um, 2020 is running a no-huddle offense and is emptying out the playbook in the first half on us. So uh, stay safe, social distance. Don't do anything stupid. I, I, that's probably my biggest thing. Don't do nothing stupid trying to, trying to prove a point or something. Just no stay new inside. challenges. No new challenges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay inside. Um, stay away from people. If you have to go outside, do your best to stay six feet away. Um, wear your mask. All of that good stuff. But yeah. also enjoy enjoy the time that you have with people that you know, because like if you have a wife, you and your wife are gonna be real close. If you got kids, be real close. If you're like me and you have a uh, um, a disabled grandparent at the house, you should be really close with that disabled grandparent by the Absolutely. time <laughs> by the time that we come Absolutely. back outside. Man, so enjoy the people that you have around you while you have them, because. This is going to stop one day. We're going to be right back to our busy, super miserable lives. Well, you know, that's kind of a cynical way of looking at it, but you guys know what I mean. But just be yeah. safe. Check us out. And, Trell, you got anything else? No, I have nothing, brother. It's been I great. I have one last thing to say. Detroit Pistons, 2020 NBA champions, and y'all can't tell me otherwise. Peace. Oh.